Hey everybody, we're back with another um, Baldi's Baldi's 2021. The, the deliberations keep being deliberated again. It's a stupid award show, it's at least as dumb as any others. We just try to be a bit more transparent about it. Uh, starting with the commissions, best commission of the year. I like this category. I'm glad to see it back and back strong. Did 15 commission film last film, uh, last year, um, and we, you know. When we first did this, we realized, well, shoot, if we just make it about, you know, a popularity contest, like, you know, you'll you'll it, it'll be boring. You know, if it's just like the quality of the thing, the person yeah, sent in intrinsically. Well, so we came up with a system we like to call MIFS. It stands for media quality, which is that is your subjective. How good is this movie? Mm-hmm. Did we like it or a TV show? Whatever. Uh, interest. Uh, did it generate interesting uh, conversation? Um, that is another subjective thing that me and Jim, you know, but there's also the fun aspect, which is did this movie generate hilarity and delight in, in the conversation around it? And then finally, surprise. This is mm. the thing that makes or breaks movies. Because, Controversial. Yep. Yeah. But honestly, one of the things I love most about the uh, the bald the the bald the, the commission podcast is being surprised by something I never would have thought to see or watch and being delighted. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I I, I uh, it's not perfect, but again, we're transparent about it. Which you know, movies like Jurassic Park, which is number fifteen on our list here, are not high in surprise. So like, they might yeah. be excellent in other ways, right? But. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like it balances out, right? We've we've a lot of these movies we've seen, so they won't be very surprising. But we've seen them because they're good movies, like big movies, right. and so their media and quality we will know be very they'll high. Be fun to talk about, or they'll be yeah. super interesting to talk. Yeah, so I think it, it balances out. Compensate, but you every once in a while you get a murderer's row of just a really amazing film we haven't seen that was cool to talk about or and or funny. Yeah, and then the surprise just puts it over. Um, so we got 15 films to talk about with the myth system. The myth system is a one to five rating. Uh, so let's start out with tombstone. Um, I think that's a five media for me. I, boy, Uh, I do love tombstone and I, I was super excited to talk. I mean, cause you had never seen it before. I, and I know you're not quite as high on Western stuff as I am. Yeah, but for sure. I, I just I just knew you'd love it, and I was ha- I was happy to talk to you about it. So. I did love it. Uh, yeah, I, I could see this being a five. It's it's one of the most entertaining westerns I've actually watched. Um, oh man, because it's more modern. I I feel like Harder They Fall kind of blew that wall down again. Um, sure, this sure. year, but yeah, Tombstone was great. So quotable. Oh my god. Right. So and, many and names. Val Kilmer is so good in that movie. So good. He he's half of the quotable. Like mm-hmm. I, I still my favorite line. One of my favorite lines of all time in a movie is when he staggers out of the saloon uh to you know to confront the boys at the okay corral and he's staggering because he's drunk and one of them says, Look at uh, look at a holiday. He's so drunk he's probably seeing double. <laughs> And he whips out his guns and says, that's all right. I got a gun for both of you. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Um, yeah. So are you with me on a five? I think so. All right. Perfect five for media quality. What about interest? Um, okay. I was fascinated by the story of the making of this movie um, with Kevin Costner being involved and then 
wasn't the director of it one of the one of the panatos yeah and and it turns out he never really actually directs anything kurt russell ended up directing most of this movie like and this became like a legend throughout the year like we kept on coming across instances where the story was the star of the show took over (laughs) wasn't Uh kevin wasn't there's a like yeah kevin costner did that to him in one movie and i can't remember what it was was it water no no, it wasn't Waterworld, but it was something like that. And like it just I think it happened like three times we saw we're like, is this guy literally just brought in to ghost direct so that some star can do their vanity project? Um it seems like it. Oh, it was a uh, Cobra. Cobra was uh directed by this guy, but Stallone ended up directing most of it. Also Rambo First Blood Part Two was directed by this guy. There you go. Cause I remember when we were looking at uh, that guy's um, son that did Mandy. Yeah. Like, you know what? His dad's got some chops. Look at his resume. But then you look at his resume and it's all fraudulent. Right. So, or at least, at the very least, there's big asterisks. Like, actually, this uh-huh. guy was more of a second unit director at best. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that was fucking fascinating to talk, to talk about. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the story of Kevin Costner, you know, wanting to be in this movie and wanting to do it his way. And then when he couldn't get his way on everything, throwing a tantrum, quitting the project and going over and making Wyatt Earp the shittier, the shittier version of Tombstone. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's crazy, man. I really I, I will. I will push back. I'm like. Is this up there with like um, talking about Donnie Darko? Because when I think of like right. interesting, I think of things that involve like the movie Primer. I don't know if that was a commission podcast. I felt like it was, or maybe just maybe watch it. But things like that, where it's like you can really tear into like the themes and the technologies and the implications, stuff like Gattaca, like that that kind of thing is what I think of when I think of interest. Uh-huh. Um, so like on that scale, is this like a four? Or am I completely wrong to think of it that way? Um, I think you could be right. Because um, the movie itself is there aren't like a ton of themes and stuff to talk about. There, there's like one, right? The main relationship between Doc Holliday and uh, White Earp. But um, I feel like interest and fun are going to be sort of proportional here right like fun as fun goes up in this podcast interest comes down because i think most of it is just fun to talk about it's the one-liners it's the kind of silly at times performance from from val kilmer and Mm -hmm. um but it's intensely fun so yeah i that's what I was thinking, because even the uh, Cosmonopos, what I can't, what the fuck is this guy's yeah, name? George, it's George P. Cosmatos or Co- Cosmatos. I don't know how you say that last name, but that's yeah. Um, it, it's it's like even that is like, is that interesting or is that just funny and fun? Right. I find it interesting um, to yeah. see that behind the scenes workings stuff, um, but it was also very much fun to point out that this was the second movie in like as many weeks it was like back to back where we found out about that stuff it's crazy how we have these like mini runs and we don't even know that we're getting on to them uh-huh. um 
Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'd be inclined to go at least uh, no lower than a three on interest because of all the behind the scenes stuff. 3.5? I could, Like I said, I was opening to bidding a four. Maybe 3.5 is the way to go. Because um, it's not like like three is, I think, a normal podcast, you know, and I think there was a little bit more interest. True. OK, yeah, I could see it going as high as four then. Uh, OK, let's start. Let's start at four. We can always adjust. Uh, and then fun. That's like that goes higher. I think four, four and a half, five. Because mm. like I, I, I hate giving out five because I think of like Goonies I think of yeah. Back to the Future, Willy Wonka, those things, Willy Wonka, even Jurassic Park, um, like the things where like I just like a huge fun factor. Um, yeah, I, I I don't like giving out them the the fives on interest and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with but you. I could go four, four and a half. I could see a, a four for sure. Just like you know all those one liners and stuff, and four and a half. You said swagger. Uh, four. Definitely. All right. If you want to go four and a half, eh, nah, I think that's maybe this wasn't like a laugh a minute. It, right. It is a fun movie for sure. And if you uh, recall, the way we typically do this is we get through all of these movies and then we go back and we say, that doesn't feel right. Let's wait this a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we, we, it's, it's fraudulent yeah. and stupid, but at least we're room. being honest about it. We're not gaslighting and be like, oh no, this was. This was a learned body that met behind golden <laughs> right. walls and and burnt 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 branches until they got the right answer from God. Um, how about surprise? Because I'm at a zero. I'm at I'm at you can't zero. It's, it's a one. But and like I'm pretty. I'm higher. I'm much higher on that. Um, were you really surprised? Well, I, I'm not a huge fan of westerns, like you said. That's I, true. And but so you're not like, an anti fan. No, I'm not an anti-fan either, but I, I don't think of Westerns as being much fun, right? Like a Western mm. is a pretty dry thing. It's about a hero who comes and saves a town or a, a you know, impoverished bunch of people or or his own land or whatever. And it's going to be like this serious, gritty, not even always gritty, but just like very serious, somber thing. This yeah. is way more fun than that. Yeah. Uh, so my surprise is at least a three. But is is surprise is a three in surprise a normal podcast? Is that what we're saying? Because if so, it has to. Yeah, go like higher. if you so like uh, like you got underwhelmed versus overwhelmed and then whelmed. I think five, uh, like three. No, because like one is a total lack of surprise. I knew what I was yeah. getting into. I got exactly what I was into. There right. was no the like Jurassic I might have been. Yeah, like I could have gotten a five out of uh, Tombstone if I watched it. I'm like, oh, actually, t- seeing it within the first time in 10 years, this movie is terrible. Holy, <laughs> like, you know, sure. because X, Y, Z. Um, that's not happened. So, like, I'm, I'm at a one. If you're at a if you're at a three, then I'd say that means you were not surprised. Hmm. Well, no, one is not surprised. One is not surprised three in is any way. Three would mild be- surprise. Yeah. And a five is just like, I can't fucking believe or I had zero expectations and yeah. this thing exceeded them all. Feels like a three for me, which would probably put it at like a two overall if we combine our yeah. scores. If we combine it, yeah. All right. The yeah. five four that's four where, two tombstone. Let's see how it, it, it uh, does in the voting. Now, this is an interesting. This was World of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, what is this guy's name? Dan something or other. Starts with an F. 
Um, F? No, it's Dawn. World of Tomorrow. Oh, Hertzfeld? Hertzfeld. Don Hertzfeld. Hertzfeld. That sounds right. Got it. Got it just before I looked it up. Don Hertzfeld. Um, uh, yeah, and it's about a, a girl experiencing displacement in time and space with her android friend, and uh, it's and did we it's mention crazy. it's animated? It is right. It's stick figure animations like, with like very colorful uh, sort of yeah. environments and backgrounds and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tri- uh, borderline trippy visuals, not quite. Oh but. yeah, depending on the episode, for sure, I'd say tri- trippy. Yeah. Um This fill, I think, com- all combined total, this is just at an hour of watching. Like the first mm-hmm. one is, I think, f- ten minutes long, and then the second one's like fifteen, and then I think the last one might be twenty twenty five. Um, and they're hard to get because of reasons we talk about on the podcast. Got to go to Vimeo. Uh, I, the creator's Yeah, you got to go to Vimeo. I think I think you can get a Blu-ray now. Like it was like yeah. and, and there might be some other availability because there's an official print. But anyway, this thing was a huge multi-award winning animation project by this very avant-garde animator. Mm-hmm. who's extremely famous in like indie animation circles. And I had heard of him before because I, I found this like stupid commercial thing that he did for haha's back in the day. And I thought it was hilarious. Hmm. Um, I think this is a five. Yeah. It's, it's weird because it is so short and it is so like primitive and brutish of a cartoon, but you got to see how he uses all the medium. Uh, yeah. So yes. you're not fighting me on this. I thought you might fight me. No, I don't think so. Um, and I like when we get into the next chunk too. This interest, it's going to be very high as well because the conversation that it inspires, the, the themes of it are very interesting. Um, and it's it's deep in multi directions because it's deep in the terms of like um, like some of these science fiction concepts uh-huh. of cloning and and memory recursion and time travel. Which is always like that. That's pretty good for a five on a bald move commission. But mm-hmm. then there's also like the voyage inward into like yeah. you know what does it mean to be in love and to find fulfillment and to work. Yeah, yeah. And and to me, yeah, this is a perfect five on interest. Yeah, I, I agree. It's really like Don Hertzfeld's thesis on what what makes a, a well lived life essentially. Yeah. Oh yeah, like he, it's it's weird to t- the, the the talk about this cartoon. That's like I said, uh, it's stick figure. There's fart humor, uh, <laughs> toilet humor in it. Uh, that, that this is someone's like magnum opus, but it it really is. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, fun. fun. Mm. There there is some hilarious shit that happens in the movie, but this is not what I would call the bald move. Like I grew up watching this as a child. I've got there's I've noticed a million funny weird things about this movie. Yeah, that's hilarious to talk about. It, but it's not a one. <laughs> no, but it, man, it probably can't go higher than a two, right? Ooh, I don't I know. Thinking, I mean, like I'm thinking. Okay, we covered Girl with the Dragon yeah, what is Tattoo the scale this here? year. That's not fun to talk about. That is not a fun. That's, that's the one, right? Yeah. So 
World of Tomorrow has a little bit more than that amount of humor and and playfulness. Um, but it has less than your average one, I think. I think it has less, less than, an average. than average. Yeah, I'm looking I guess down two, this maybe list. Is, maybe two's right. Maybe two's right. It feels right to me. Okay. Uh, and then what do you think about the surprise? Because here's the thing. I had seen the first chapter of this and uh, I knew it was good. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, but I remember being more funny and yeah, poignant, but not, I think the second and third chapter are what make this trilogy mm, more yeah. than just kind of like a quirky offbeat piece of animation. It's kind of cute. Oh, you recorded his niece and she's making these no- and, and you've got this deadpan narrator and, um, so like I actually was when I saw this commission I'm like this is going to be a 10 15 minute long deal man like we're going to watch like three five minute movies and like what the hell but I was kind of blown away by the especially the third chapter like how much more complex emotionally it was so I think Mm -hmm. it didn't come out of nowhere but it's up there like a four Yeah, it could be because uh, I hadn't heard anything about this guy or this particular piece of animation, so it's pretty high for me too. Uh, and with as good as it was, yeah, I, I would have to go like at least a four. Yeah. Sounds like we're rounding into four, a four shape. What would be a five? Uh, Pontypool is a five, right? Like something we had never even heard of. Neither of us had heard of it. Yeah, I guess uh, that's true. We didn't know anything about it. We went in and we thought it was incredible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you, then honestly, like, like I uh, like to get to a f- what I like for a five is for your f- be like, what the fuck is that? And I look at the synopsis and be like, oh, Jesus. And then it totally wins me over. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, God damn, a fucking mid-budget zombie <laughs> film jesus christ okay <laughs> uh-huh but yeah yeah so i i think you're right i think four is pretty appropes uh grand torino the aka the movie i could not remember the name of like if you put a gun to my head before i looked at this and said what is this called i would it be el camino would be <laughs> right um uh el dorado uh, Gran Torino, this is the Clint Eastwood movie about an old man being racist until he has firsthand experience uh, with, with, well, I guess he had firsthand experience with uh, Asian sure. folk. Uh, I don't know what the hell. It's like, I, I like this movie. I defend this movie. I know this movie in a lot of people's minds hasn't aged well. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that's because you've probably never grown up around people who are like, you know, deep, deeply bigoted. Um, because this shit's kind of evergreen for me. I, is it the quality though? Like, is to it's, me this isn't a five no. movie. This is our first not five. Um, this is a four movie because it's above average uh-huh. in terms of how well it's shot, in terms of its editing, in terms of its writing. Like Clint, old Clint, uh, can shoot a a workman like movie. Um, sure. So four. Yeah, that works. Okay. Um, then 
I feel like interest, interest and fun are probably going to be threes. Like I'm, I'm in the three range. Like it's not, it was interesting to talk about some of this stuff um, in regards to like, it, I don't know where these lines uh, kind of blur up against each other between like hard work and uh, what, is, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, disadvantage. Uh, I thought some of that stuff was interesting. There is, of course, the conversation about like, hey, is this movie racist? Or is this I really, just a I racist really guy liked, in a movie? It's not. I, I also, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. I think in, the, in that vein, like I thought it was really interesting to see the different ways that some of the actors, the Hmong actors that um, yeah. you, you know, were recruited to play had like their, their feelings about the matter changed. And mm-hmm. how like, cause like there's another way is like how things can age in like dog years is like, I think this movie is pretty progressive and that it got actual care uh, actors from the racial groups depicted to depict them. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas before I think it'd just be cast and call for like generic Asian. And because of that, there was a lot of things in like the dialogue and the culture that seemed like it was very authentic and from an authentic place. But then also, the attitudes in which these people were treated sometimes on set, yeah. like, you know, were uh, a little bit, you know, head ass. So I thought that was interesting, but like mm-hmm. not, not a five interest. No, maybe, but not like a three, maybe a three and a half. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, fun? I think this movie's not a ton of fun to talk about, <laughs> to, you know, uh, like, is it was actively unfun because you're you're um, below three if it, it was he i mean not actively unfun but like is it as much fun as world of tomorrow probably yeah. about the same also i gotta Feeling say like i find two. it on the movie some of the movies like this that are from what i would consider a classically conservative perspective I almost hate covering them because like, I feel like if you don't just outright condemn the shit and say that you can't get, you, you can't see past it. then like, I I'm always worried that people are going to be like, you know, pit shitty about that. Hmm. Uh, and, and like it, it y- there's a little bit of comments that you get when you get, but like it, it, it just didn't like really, you know, uh, it, it, it didn't, didn't ever, but that, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, I'm always a little bit, um, on my back heels talking about this stuff because I feel like I have to qualify every fucking thing right. when I'm praising something that has some 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 people said that that's harmful or hurtful, which makes it less fun and to talk about when you're walking on really eggshells, right? It really does. Um, yeah. So like I to me this was kind of like an unfun for that aspect. Um, so I would go like two. Yep, that's what I was thinking. And then finally, surprise. I'd seen this before. It's not super surprising. It didn't change my mind about it, having seen it like 10 years later. But I'll give it a 1.5 because I actually thought it held up better. I thought it was going to be like, you know, when I watched it, I'm going to be like, not only are there problems in the margin, but where this movie's heart is, is in a bad place. I don't think that's true. Um, So I was a little surprised that I, so like 1.5. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. 
It's not Aaron's complete lack of surprise, but it's it's close. All right. Win win. Win. This was so this the wrestling movie, Paul Giamatti. Where he adopts uh it, well it, he's kind of like forcibly adopts this young uh yeah. high school age teenager who Foster. is Foster is the word, I think. Yeah. Um he he's very like angsty and and reserved and he's got a hard he came from a hard uh place in life but he's a phenomenal wrestler like he's a state championship level wrestler and they don't find that out until a little bit into the movie and the then the movie becomes like paul giamatti is also down on his luck right he's got some money problems with his business and um is that right is that right he's like a what is he and that movie, he's a like lawyer, a, re- a guardian, a lawyer, like yeah. for like older people, and and yeah, he's so he's like got is it his dad in a nursing home or something, and he's like stealing no, the social security checks. It's this guy's his client grandfather, right? It's the wrestling right. kid's grandfather, yeah. And so there's a big conflict of, of interest between like, oh shit, yeah. this kid could have a pretty good life. Um, we could we could help him out here by getting him in with the wrestling stuff, but we kind of also don't have a lot of money and we need his grandfather's money and it's yeah there's this big conflict of interest about like doing right by the kid or right by his family or or like hiding you know his transgressions and and i remember it's one of those things where it's like paul giamatti's a very ethical moral guy in general and that's why he's in the position he's in but but and i remember like this movie gives you all the reasons in the world to like look the other way but at the end of the day it's like you can't do this man and i thought I liked it because a lot of these movies will will go one way or the other where it's like they don't do a good job of showing like how people can get in these desperate situations and kind of like bend or uh, they just completely like, well, it's OK because they mm-hmm. you know, because it was justified or because it's understandable. It's OK. I thought this movie did a really good job of showing like a person paying like and if I recall correctly, even an appropriate price. Yeah. You know, it's not like he lived happily ever after, but he also, you know. Like he didn't go do jail time, right? He was just kind of like financially so. semi ruined. Um, yeah. God, I, I, ah. but I, I really like this film. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a five because it's like a mid, one of those mid budget kind of like shot cheap and it kind of and it shows. Um, Who's his mom? Is, that is Melanie Linsky his mom in that? I think she is actually. Okay, that's before I really knew who she was the first time I saw this because I had seen this got before. Bobby, this has got Bobby Cannavale in yeah. too, and he delivers a lot of the big laughs. <laughs> yep, and of course there are some Giamatti laughs too. Uh, oh yeah, I, I I think this is a classic four. Seems Maybe like four point five. It's I think it's in the grand tour. Yeah, it's I think it's four. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What about interest? Um, yeah, I mean, this is another, like, uh, this might be a three and three on interest and fun for me. Yeah. I'm it's, thinking the same thing. It's got some themes you can talk about and latch on to. Um, but you know, it's not, it's not time. They do a really and, good job of showing right. Like it, I, this was the year of the sports movie. I, I felt like the where or mm-hmm. the obscure sports movie where it's like, they do a good job of making the sport exciting and easy to follow without knowing any of the rules or the, you know, it's like what they do a very good job of showing why this kid is a brilliant wrestler. And they, if yeah. I recall correctly, they actually used a kid that's a brilliant wrestler mm-hmm. 
So like he's got the <laughs> fucking a skills. Where Paul Giamatti like wrestles him, right? Or doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't wrestle him? I don't know. He ends up Yeah, he calls him out. Wrestling sure. himself somehow to the ground. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's very good. Uh, I think Bobby so, Cannavale might wrestle him. I can't remember. I think three slash three for fun is is and surprise. I'll I'll give this a four. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. Uh, so yeah, I I probably wouldn't go four on this because I had seen it before. But oh, you had okay. Uh-huh. But I, I didn't remember much of it. Um. I had a certain expectation when I saw who was involved and it was Paul Giamatti and Bobby Cannavale mm-hmm. and I thought it exceeded that. So to me, it's a bit of, if you have zero surprise and we're looking at like Tuville or two and a half, I mean, it's not zero surprise. Cause like I said, I didn't remember much of it, but I could go with three on this maybe. All right. If, if you were pretty f- surprised by it. Four, three, three, three. Hmm. All right, lost in translation. Uh quality, I think this is a 5. Movie. I think so too. I'm no no fucking shot at lower. I love this movie. Yep. Um uh, interesting. I think this was a, I remember this being a pretty interesting podcast. Yeah, I mean this movie is all about like phases of life Lo- and yeah, loneliness. Yeah, and like coping with um you know, changing feelings about your life and things like that. And I, I find it fascinating. And I've, I've watched this. I just happened to watch this film like 10 years apart at different parts of my life. And it's amazing. Like, right. Like I remember really feeling like, I I don't know if I thought I've I've had to have talked about this, but like kind of feeling bad for her, like the photographer, uh, Giovanni, Mm -hmm. uh, and I empathize a lot more with like uh, Bill Murray's character because, you know, I've been through a lot more shit. Yeah. But I, yeah. So like the, the fact that like I viewed it so much differently from, you know, a, a 20 year remove or however long it's been, I thought that was pretty interesting. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a five. Yeah. I feel you. Um, four and a half, four. I go at least a four on this. Yeah, that that, that might feel right. Want to sh- shade it to four and a half? Yeah, yeah. Might be high. I don't know. What about fun? Fun's probably going to bring it down. It's, the movie isn't a ton of fun. It has Bill Murray. It's got some comedy, but it's very dry and it's very like not the point right. of this movie. Yeah. There is it is fun. There is some funny, like dry kind of Bill mm-hmm. Murray, fish out of water kind of stuff, but Yeah. Uh I think three is appropriate. And then surprise. Zero. I have it's a the, one. My, I've seen this so yeah. many times. I'm gonna give a one point five just because I was a little surprised at the fact that I had a uh, bit of a different take to it, you know? Yeah. All right, Vin- Adventures of Baron Ma- Munchausen. Um, mm. Boy, this is a great film, but I don't think it's a five. But it's close. Boy. Is this a Terry Gillum joint? It is, yeah. So it's got that kind of... <laughs> that energy. Yeah, sort like of grungy and low rent, but... 
very baroque in design mm-hmm. like just just like shit piled on top of shit in terms of design and whatnot yeah and the um, ideas in it are sort of out of this world yep i There's, and and the the effects work is comes and goes uh i didn't quite enjoy some of the robin williams stuff which i thought was shocking um i don't know i think this is a four four and a half somewhere in there okay man i don't remember this movie very well at all i remember it starts with like a stage play um and and this guy's being like chased out of town i i I don't know there's a war coming and he's talking about like how he's been on all these adventures i right yeah he comes in he's incensed that they're getting details of his life wrong uh uh-huh and then but but also war is like gathering around the theater and they're trying to get like out on a balloon at the same time it's it's very there are questions about like fantastical yeah (laughs) it's very fantastical uh i don't know man media quality i remember really enjoying it it's got the fastest guy in the world the strongest guy in the world right right it's like we, we we talked about it being like a superhero film yeah and it's terry gillum it's interesting to look at totally uh, relentlessly so yeah there are a couple of his films i like super early uma thurman i do, right. do, do you feel more better do you feel better with a four Seems like you're hesitant with the yeah. 4.5. Yeah, I mean, if okay. it didn't really strike me enough to remember most of it, then yeah, it's probably not a five. Um, interest level? Uh, I don't. I mean, I I really have a hard time recalling doing the. <laughs> I, I remember the film that. Well, I remember I came to this movie with a lot to talk about and, and some very like big thematic stuff. But I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I remember g- going into it thinking, "Oh man, here's some meat we can actually chew on." And I've I've thought about this movie a lot, and now I can't remember any of what I thought about. What the hell? Um, <laughs> I could go yeah to my drive. I'm and going into my I'm going into my notes and that's what I'm actually doing. Baron Munch doesn't oh. bring this up in my search. What? Baron Von Munch. <laughs> it's not bringing it up. I don't know. Google's broken. No, yeah. I, I looked at my notes and like this was a very stream of consciousness thing. I have no idea. I didn't look like they have like a giant thematic thing. Um, poof. Oh, there I don't we know, go. man. Okay. Um, I mean, some of some of those effects were really cool. I do remember like the the stage play with the sea. I thought the way that uh-huh. they portray the sea was very cool. Uh, let me see if I've got something at the end of this. I think it's threes or maybe even two, three. But the surprise is pretty high. I go with a four surprise. Because I see an old Terry Gillum and I'm not like I'm not ones that like worship Terry Gillum. I think he's made films that are a little bit weird for me. I mean, yeah, for sure. And 
I was a little surprised that this with the when I looked at the box when I looked at the box art when I looked at some of the trade like that that this was I thought that I would not because of the practical effects and the superheroes the the supernatural aspect of it I didn't think they'd pull it off but like I remember some of those yeah some of the some of the practical effects and and uh, the aspect changes and the compositing was stronger than I thought, or it was so fantastic. It was kind of beside the point. So, right. I, like I said, I'm, I'm like a two, three, I don't think it's like, but I might be, I might be, uh, damning this thing with faint, faint praise. Yeah. No, it's a shame. Um, okay. <laughs> this is taking a lot longer than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it'd take that long to, to go well, through. We got four things to debate on every single movie. So it's... yeah, 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 yeah. What about uh, then surprise? Like I said, I, I was up to four on this because I, yeah, thought I was, I was going... much I liked it. It's one of those things that every once in a while I get a commission where I was like, man, I can tell this means a lot to the person and uh, it's a nostalgic thing for them. And they got a lot. And I'm like, Oh God, I just don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want like a super short, I have nothing to say podcast or whatever. And I'm always relieved when I like something. I'm like, Oh yeah, I've got, I got things to talk about. And I felt like that was, was that. So, and I was really worried. I was really worried. Um, moving on to predator. (laughs) I mean, this is a fucking five. five. I mean, it's one of the greatest action movies ever made. Yeah. Interest because (laughs) I don't think so, man. Uh no, it's a five. And is fun, it a one? Is it a one? God, what is interesting about it is uh, so Jean Paul Van Dam being a dog monster <laughs> before Paul. he was too good uh-huh. for their latex and fucked off. Uh huh. There's some interesting behind the scenes stuff. There's uh, that's all I can think of, man. It's two. It's two, right? Sure, we'll be generous and give it a two. Uh, it's but a it's like a fun. 10. It's a 10 for fun. <laughs> this was one of the most fun podcasts. Yeah. It kicked off one of the most fun things we did that last last year, which was mm-hmm. the Badass Festival. I don't know if you hated it. I I, I, I apologize. It's going to come back this year. Uh, but yeah, this was a fucking five for fun. Man, just from the sexual Tyrannosaurus. Mm-hmm uh on down i thought it was pretty fun i'm actually i'm and you know what i'm not even sure that this isn't as interesting as we were making it out because like i thought we got into like the creature design and how kind of like next level that stuff was and and the effects work and uh the fact that it was like you know um i don't know I was it's like i said i always think it's funny that like people like i hate the action movies gotten so political Meanwhile, that one of the widely considered best action films yeah. of all time is about a illegal black ops team of American mercenaries going in to investigate CIA fuckery yeah. in southern Southern America. That's not poli- that no 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 politics in this. It's just it's just uh, Arnold's out there fighting a monster in the jungle because it's a cool setting. Like <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like. I I I, I want to move interest up to a three. Yes, this is a brainless film, and we don't have a lot of like super highbrow stuff. But okay, too fine. I feel like you're trying to shade it a little bit. Two point five, because you know 
that the surprise factor is a negative four. surprise factor is a big fact yeah it's yeah, like it's it's, if, if the fun was 10 then this is negative three like it's yeah yeah let's move on to almost famous um, uh almost famous is good i had never seen this before so me either like, surprise is gonna be is, high but media quality is I, it five uh no no, no it's not so a five either. i think it gets to a four though i yeah that feels right i mean we're seeing that just a lot of these movies that people pick are very good they're very mm-hmm. good movies um because yep. a four is still very good uh i think the interest in this was pretty high i like getting in like i was like yeah the moment that i saw that this guy based the mother on yep. the a jehovah's witness mm-hmm. and like they they essentially wrote a jehovah's witness character that made their a religious yeah. And I was just like, this was like like a splinter in my mind. Like, why is this woman just yeah. like my mom from a completely that like blue? I, I thought that stuff was really, really interesting. And, and who's um, the director? The director of this or, or the writer Cameron. Um, yeah. Cameron Crow. Crow. This is effectively his life, right? Like this is his autobiography. Kind of, if I recall the story. Uh, like he yeah. was a young man traveling with a band writing for a rock and roll magazine back in the day mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. some of these people are actually real people in here um mm-hmm. like the, yeah, the editor like the of that magazine Stones editor and, mm-hmm. yeah. played by philip seymour hoffman if i remember correctly well that was this local zine who was also a real character oh the, right the, and there was the, the other guy yeah the exact the the what do they call them fucking editors or whatever of rolling stone yeah it was um, essentially like it's... the the thrasher magazine also that the, yeah. who was <laughs> Right, because Philip Seymour Hoffman was playing the editor of like Juiced or or Moist it's like, yeah, or one some of those black and white manually copied uh-huh. that that you just got in record store. It's a zine, you know, it's not a, a zine, magazine, totally. a zine. But it was super uh, popular in underground circles around that time. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, I thought it was fascinating to talk about from like a rock and roll history, sure. Uh, perspective so at least a four on that for me i'd go as high as a four for sure okay uh fun um more of a three on this one yeah there were some moments i i recall being fun but i can't recall what they were yeah um uh surprise though i would go man because here's the thing is like i hadn't seen this movie before but i've heard bill simmons talk about uh, this movie a hundred times talking about Mm -hmm. what great it is and how rewatchable it is it had a pretty good reputation at the time um so i wasn't like oh my god i fucking can't believe almost famous is good loaded with all this talent you know billy crudup kate hudson anna paquin zoe deschanel jason lee um (laughs) right yeah but I was surprised because, like, I thought maybe nah. I think I think four. I think four. I was very surprised by this movie Um, because a I completely unfamiliar with Kate Hudson's work. She does a whole bunch of rom com stuff and just shit that I would never watch. And this was like not so not that. Um, God, I can't even remember if I because I have a negative opinion of her as an actor. 
because of the stuff I have seen her in. And right. I can't remember if this is the but thing she that completely redeemed her. Because I remember her doing something. There was one scene in the middle that they're at the end that kind of recontextualized the relationship between her and the boy. Was it in the hotel um, when, like... I thought... God, see, like, I just realized that some of this shit is blended together in my mind with um, uh, uh, licorice pizza. Oh, no. Okay. Because... Because I think I, I, I've got a clear the scene, but it's set in the park. Oh, yeah. Licorice, yeah. Like, uh-huh. Okay, so, so it is there is a scene, scene in the park okay. as well at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost uh, like a, a dream sequence sort of thing. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> I mean, it's shot like one. It's it's. So what's your very surprise soft factor? Lighting. So it, like I said, I didn't like Kate Hudson and I saw the stuff she was in. I'm like, I'm not going to like her in this. And I thought she was great. Um. And I hadn't really, I, I had heard people say, hey, Almost Famous is good, but I didn't know anything about it. So I was pretty surprised by like what the story was just in general. Um, and I just really enjoyed it. Okay. Coming, so coming from a movie I knew put, nothing about. Putting a numerical value on that would be? In, uh, four. Okay. Here we go. 2001 A Space Odyssey. That is a five. Oh, of course. Uh, interest level five. five. Yeah, this is about uh, life. Fun level. This is where it's going to take it. This is not History. a particularly fun movie. No, God, no. Super interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there were a six on a interesting, I'd give it. But maybe it's fucking austere, man. This thing has no sense of. In- you can't even really joke about it. <laughs> no. Because yeah. it's so well made, it's it's so well made, but it is so uh, clinical that yeah. there's nothing there to talk about as far as like, wasn't it funny when or this thing was stupid when they did that? No, it's just good and deep, and, and it does nothing to make it more approachable for someone who doesn't want to watch a movie like this. Like, oh, you want to see a science no. fiction movie? Enjoy twenty minutes of monkeys fucking around the mud hole. Mm-hmm. You know, enjoy uh, another 20 minutes of a spaceship docking with another spaceship, (laughs) right? Like you will not get action until the third act and it's going to be mostly psychological. Yeah. So. Yeah, it could be one. It feels like the definition of a one to me and fun. (laughs) And here's the other problem. Surprise. Nothing. The only thing to surprise me is that it held up like I to the point to where I don't think it's going to ever degrade. Like these, the special right. effects are so solid without, with the exception of maybe one or two shots mm-hmm. that I don't think this movie becomes like, we're going to talk about Nosferatu later this week. Or I don't know when you guys will see this. Uh, like, like that yeah. movie is just terminally dated. Like there's no way you can watch this and get anything but cerebral enjoyment and historical uh, value yeah. out of it. Um, I know people. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like a one and a half, because I thought maybe this would have been like, well, it's still got big ideas, but it's clunky as hell, and these effects just don't. But that's not true. Like these are yeah. real ass effects, all in camera, to the extent that I didn't even appreciate how like not composited this movie is, and it's right. all it's always going to look this good. So mm-hmm. one and a half, just because I was surprised that like that I I I, I liked as much as I did, or didn't have any problems with his degradation. Yeah. Um, Flight of the Navigator, boy. Putting these two back to back really throws into question the media quality uh, rating because I love this well, movie, or but it's not. 
<laughs> sure or predator like it's not it's not that right it's a disney see, I, family movie about a kid who travels to space and becomes the navigator see i always appreciated roger ebert's take on the star system which is like this is not an absolute rating like if mm-hmm. i give a four star to an action film it's not the same as me giving four stars to lawrence of arabia right, right. it's just like it's this means it it's is. the best action film i've ever seen And in that rating, this is damn near the perfect family film, Uh, especially if you talk about it for its day. I agree. Now, I don't know if I roll all the way with Roger where I'm going to fucking give this a five, but I'm prepared to give it a four and a half for sure. Okay, sure. Because even most Uh, of the effects hold up. mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, Boy, those effects were brand new, brand new. And I was shocked to see how well they held up. Like the, in the surprise I mean, it's, factor, it's, that's going to be a factor. It's it's definitely like in that Terminator 2 where it's like, well, what can this thing do well? Mm-hmm. It can do geometric shapes that are untextured and chromatic reflect like it. It just, OK, well, what can we do with that? Um, And they, they mixed a practical with the, it. It's it's good. I, I think this is four mm-hmm. and a half. What, what do you think? As far as media quality, uh. Is there anything ridiculous about this movie? Or is Pee Wee Herman's vocal performance? Yeah, but it works. (laughs) Yeah, it works for me. I I don't know. I saw this movie when I was a kid, so uh, of course it works for me, right? I'm biased, but yeah, yeah, why not? I was going to say four, but if you want to go four and a half, I agree. It's a pretty good family movie for what it is, Mm -hmm. for what it is. And the fact that kids like we had multiple accounts of like parents showing this to again, I think if you get to 12, 13 kids will be jaded with Marvel shit. But like you sit a five, a four to eight year old in front of this film, the film, and they will be enthralled. I guarantee it. I've seen Mm -hmm. it firsthand. Um, So interest. I found it interesting to look at the behind the scenes effects work that happened also the science of this is pretty rock fucking solid man that was another surprise factor like how much they actually put the details of science like uh time dilation and shit i'm like mm-hmm. are they really in the middle of a disney family movie explaining family time film. dilation they're gonna bust out einstein Holy and shit. explain relativity to you yeah yeah uh and and not in like a you know interstellar type way but they're gonna they're gonna at least address it if yeah, it held together more than I thought, and talking about that stuff was pretty interesting. And Paul Rubin being so committed to the Pee Wee Herman character that, like, he licensed out a version of that voice, but, like, didn't want to be cast as Paul Rubin because yeah. he wanted to be a separate thing. Like, some of the making of behind the stuff, the fact that the... Isn't this the guy who turned it to a life of crime? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, he like, got finding drugs that, and- like, the tragic outcome of this this young this 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 uh, sweet young boy in this movie um yeah it's not not i don't think i think it'd be a crime to give it a three but three and a half to four is where i would say on interest level uh yeah how did win-win showed up with some themes uh let's let's do three and a half i feel good about okay. that what do you think about the fun uh at least a four right yeah i mean the nostalgia factor here just talking about like how much i love this when i was a kid um yeah talking about you know Wee herman and some of the the robotic stuff here and hiding in the the serving robot doesn't he doesn't he hide in that robot and try and escape i can't remember 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> like a judge dread kind of thing. Sarah, Sarah, Jessica Parker's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mail, mail delivery bot. Yeah. His, that whole sequence where he's like driving it out, out and looking out the front. I don't know why there are holes there. The mail slot. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's fun. Uh, four, four and a half, five. Ooh. It can't be five. No, 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 no. It's not a five. It's not. I was going to say three and a half. Ooh. I gotta say it's at least a four. All right. Let's shade it to four. Call it good. Uh, surprise factor. So, like I said, there are a couple of factors here, but I've seen this movie several times. Like a two. Okay. It is a known quality quantity, but just like, you know, if, if uh, 2001 got a half point for being surprising that it held up, I think this deserves a two for. Yeah. Because it really the same doesn't reason. look super dated outside the fashion. Uh huh. No, the visual you know, effects, the effects hold up better than you'd expect for the day that it was made. <laughs> Especially if there's a couple like I remember like when the steps pour into shape to form like some of that wasn't great. Um, but honestly, all of the ships like transformation and moving with the wide angle stuff and sp- particularly the interior of those ships mm-hmm. is just rock fucking solid and still looks like this is a futuristic spaceship. Yeah. This is a futuristic alien spaceship. Invincible, says Boris. Uh, this was highly surprising to me. Mm-hmm. I was scared of this commission. Yeah, so people who don't know, Invincible is the animated superhero, uh, a dark superhero tale akin to The Boys. Um, and I had never really heard anything about it. And they commissioned the first and last episode of season one. Which and I'm like, that sounds like a <laughs> terrible idea. Uh-huh. But, and I and because of that, I'm like, well, you know what? I kind of wanted to see this anyway because uh, I'm a little bit more into cape shit than Jim. And I kept on hearing it was really good from some comic book fans I respected. But, like, I just don't get down. I had a lot of good fun with Batman the Animated Series back when I was a teenager and even my late teens and early 20s. But... That kind of Justice League cartoons in general, unless I'm watching with my kid, I'm kind of over. Um, mm. And it's not in all plays. Like, you know, I like the Pixar stuff. I, 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 I it's I, Harley Quinn. I just there's so much good. stuff to watch. Yeah. The Into the Spider-Verse, some some stuff like if someone tells me this is like the best fucking shit. I, but I also associate a lot of this kind of like Justice League, very clean, bright animation style with stuff that's kind of more forgettable. Uh, and I saw that and I'm like, oh man, um, I watched the whole thing and I immediately relaxed. I'm like, well, Jet, uh, when I, when I saw the whole season, I'm like, this is actually a super smart commission because it's not that the episodes in between didn't do anything, but the straight line arc of the main thing is surprisingly 90% contained in the first and last episode. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was right. I think I got everything I needed to get out of season one. <laughs> Uh, probably in those two episodes. And at least it felt complete to me having not seen the others. Um, yeah. yeah. And with a couple of questions yeah. around the edges, like who is this person? Why are they sure. here? But ultimately stuff that didn't matter because the father-son relationship there is the important part and you get plenty of that. And the the ensuing bits of the mystery of the, of the season were mystery to get you to that, that right. thing. So it's like it felt like, you know, the first... 
if, if, it, 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 it hung together remarkably well. So there's going to be a lot of interesting things to say about this. Um, the quality. Um, I mean, in terms of superhero cartoons, I got to say, this is a five. If we want to they take a half point off of it because it's animated, then, I mean, I guess we can entertain that. <laughs> I mean, but... we didn't for World of Tomorrow. I would hate to do that for this. Mm, that's true. I would say that they're a very different style. Like, this is oh, yeah. commercially appeal. Like I said, this is this <sighs> is Justice League sure. uh, level animation, which is good, but I don't associate it with stuff that's like, all right, I mean, it sounds like we're talking ourselves into a five here. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. I thought the quality of the animation was, you know, for as, as mass-produced as it feels, it was also very good. Like, there's a lot of intricate stuff in there that they do, um, especially with Cause, perspective. Cause, like, the way that they yeah. animate perspective change in that, in, like, a th- strange 3D way that isn't isn't, like as best I can tell, 3D animated. It's more like, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they do all this stuff in 3D and then just 2D it. probably a lot of assisted at least, yeah. Probably, but it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like, you know, when Futurama goes 3D or something, It you can tell yeah. that it's like, oh, that's a three-dimensional thing they made and they just put a camera in the scene. But like, this yeah. felt hand done and it was, it was very cool. And there's imagery. The thing is, it's like when we say the boys... Like, you think, okay, well, it's going to be super fucking bloody and graphic. And it definitely is. Mm-hmm. But the animation allows them a freedom to do, like, I've, ne- I mean, things I wouldn't even think to envision. For example, one of the things I know what looks like now is, like, what it'd be like to be Superman in a first-person perspective and fly through a subway train filled full of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like super uh senses, so I could see what that looked like. Um, and it's horrific, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but I, I like, of course, I, I like a, the, the the a lot of this is trades in. You know, like Brightburn uh, was this horror movie that's like, oh, what if you know you had the Superman mythos and a child came to Earth, but they're just a bad seed, mm-hmm. and they're exploring that in the boys. And I thought like that I would get tired of it by the time I thought that would the charm would wear off in Invincible, but having that strong father son dynamic. Um, really takes it to the next level. And just to see like how bad a bad Superman can get in terms of, you know, just everything um, and how hopeless yeah. it would feel to like square off against them. That's one of the questions I have is like, how the fuck, how the fuck do you stop? How do you fuck this? How do you fucking stop a Superman? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, kind of beats, central to boys too, right? Right. I was gonna say it kind of beats boys to the punch in that way because like they're dealing with a younger child at the moment. Um, whereas this is dealing right. with like a high school age child and right. it's, yeah, it's sort of like one step ahead in the terms of like storytelling, the era of story they're telling. Uh, and it was exciting. It was interesting. Yeah. Especially since the thing about the boys is like, there's no stopping Homelander, but he's emotionally compromised. So you can manipulate him and to various extents, yeah. um, you know, uh, Omega Man. What's this guy's name? I fucking forget. It's Omega Man, isn't it? That Who, whoever the Superman right. analog here is completely self-assured and confident yeah. in who and what he is. You are not going to make him feel inferior or guilty or when I say you, I mean any kind of human. Th- uh, and he, it's that's 
I, I think that's super, super interesting. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's completely not emotionally compromised because the last season wouldn't have gone down the way it did. Right. If he wasn't. But not nearly like the, to extent the Homelander where he can Homelander can be. Yeah. Can be his kryptonite is a as a matronly breast. Mm-hmm. You know, you can find them. Those are those are <laughs> th- th- those can those be a had. dime a dozen. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so that's our little statement on on uh, the old Invincible. Mm, yeah, I guess it's a five. I guess so. What do you think about interest level? Uh, I mean, it's not dealing with you know the the deepest of themes. Although there's a little bit of like uh, maternal and paternal angst in there i'm trying to figure out you know like as a parent how should i deal with this child you know as a child how should i interact with my parents and and these two parents are so different there's a lot of dynamics going on there Uh, and those were fun to talk about or you know interesting to talk about um but it wasn't it wasn't on the level of like a space odyssey or anything no, there's a lot of interesting emotional stuff. Like you said, things about family, things about trust, friendship. Um, yeah. When you can be vulnerable with people. Uh, when do you owe people the truth? Um, mm-hmm. I, I, thought, I thought that stuff was really interesting, but you're you're right. It's not like the big twist mechanics. that happens at the end of that season that I won't spoil is pretty good. And there was some interesting stuff around that to talk about. Um, But yeah, it's not. I'd give it like a four, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and I kind of feel the same way with uh, fun. I thought it was a fun show to talk about. It's really fun in the terms of like uh, voice acting. There's several. Mm-hmm. Um, the Next Generation, like Michael Dorn. Uh, right. Uh, is, is, does a voice of one of the villains. Uh, Clancy Brown is in it. The, the voice cast is super impressive. And it's anchored by... J.K. Simmons and uh, uh, Stephen Yun, yeah, who's having quite the quite quite the year, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or the, quite quite the last two years with uh, Minari and and uh, Invincible here. I thought it was fun, but it's it's not like you know, I, I don't know. Four might be too high. I think three yeah, three sounds pretty good. I feel like we should watch the previous years commissioned to get a good feel because I, I have no idea if we're consistent from year to year. Like, no, I, you know, or maybe it's more fun this way. Sure. Um, a surprise. I'm giving this a clear five because I went I in so. this thinking I would not have a I, and I even told the guy I said, you know, Jim's got to over cape shit. Uh, this is a risky project. Let me watch a couple episodes and then I'll let me know if at least I'll be on board. And I think. The first episode, I was kind of like crossed, you know, uh, arms, squinty, narrowed, suspicious eyes. And we get to there is a there is a twist at the end of the episode that kind of, you know, sets the tone. And I'm like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. I've it's, it's like an after credit scene, if I recall. So the fight, um, and is I, that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is not going to go down like anything that I'm thinking of. <laughs> Um, no. So yeah, uh, this, this is a five surprise for me. And it, since you liked it at all, I got to give it. Yeah, no, I was very pleasantly surprised. 
Southpaw. 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 What? Jake Gyllenhaal boxing movie. Um, it's good. It's very good. I don't think it's five worthy. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Four seems damning it with faint praise, but maybe, maybe four. Yeah, I mean, I is it the almost famous quality of boxing films? Certainly, certainly it is. Um, you know, it's not Raging Bull. Yeah, I think Gran Torino win win. This is not this is not a sh- this is not a shameful designation. For this no, movie. and it's not rarefied air either. You know, it's like. What do you think about interest? Ah, uh, there's some stuff about the mechanics of that movie that we talked about, like with his wife, right? Like, oh yeah, how we and didn't see that- some of that stuff coming, and they handled yes. it way better than we expected once we did, and the stuff yeah. with his daughter. Um, you know, just getting stuck in the system, even though like, yeah, he's, he did some bad stuff, but he also is a good father. And like the confusion and the, the just it's shitty a, situation. It is. You're talking about these, the structure of the movie and how it's written. It's such a brilliant, I think we've talked about some on the, on the podcast that like one of these problems is you, these movies have, they can't just be a bad boxing cause that's fucking boring. Yeah. So they usually throw in some romance, a love story. Mm-hmm. And this is a love story, but it's between a father and his daughter. Yeah. And that solves so many of the problems you get with the, the traditional kind of like wet blanket. Oh, you shouldn't go out and beat your brains out. It's, it's, oh, it's, you put me in the kids. I mean, that's, you know, like the, yeah, that's there. That's realistic, but also goddamn every fucking boxing movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, by having it be a struggle between um, him having to kind of like master himself, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in order to win back a daughter, that's not even sure she wants to be won back. You know, there's sure. There's questions about like, does she even want to be with him at this point? Dude, I think it's brilliant when a movie has you as the audience with its protagonist being like, damn, I don't know if I want him to have that baby back. Yeah, but like, it might but be... never pushing me over the edge either. I, I felt like, right, yeah, right, right, right. I was rooting for him the whole time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I think it's I don't know. Is that uh, is three, three and too a low? half is? Yeah, like three and a half is kind of where I was coming in. Uh, Fun. I don't think this is particularly fun movie. No. No. It's not anti-fun. I didn't find no. it tough to t- to talk about, but it's uh, a two, three? Two. I feel like two is as high as I can get here. Um, and surprise? Uh, I was actually surprised Jake Gyllenhaal did a good... I mean, maybe I shouldn't be, but I, I, I went in this skeptical. Like, I don't know. I don't know that I buy him as a boxer. I don't know if I buy him like that ferocious, you know, I don't, I don't know if Donnie Darko's got that in him and he must've worked his ass off cause he looked the part, he acted the part. Yeah. Um, and I was also surprised this has, I remember being impressed by the boxing in this film. Uh huh. Not bad. Not bad. So I'm going to give this like, uh, four. Mm-hmm. It's the number that was floating around in my head too. The guess. This is uh, <laughs> what if Dan Stevens was just a real son of a bitch? Like yeah. Kate Fear only with cousin Matthew from Downton Abbey. This is a wild movie. Um, is four too good? 
because it's got a it's it's got a um there's something about the cinematography that feels made for 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 video you know direct to video it doesn't have mm-hmm. uh what's the opposite of a24 it does whatever that that real film she, you know like uh someone's using really expensive glass and really expensive this and really it, it's the it's not that it's not that it's uh, made for a little TV schlocky. Movie. It's a little schlocky, um, but in a way that perfectly suits the material. Like I think so. This 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 is like a almost a Jennifer's body. It's not quite that funny, mm-hmm. um, but it is. Yeah, not to be completely completely a hundred percent taken seriously either. Yeah. Uh, quality of this it's hard to it's hard to separate my feelings on like you know the seriousness of the movie itself and the quality of the movie like it's easier with predator because it has got a reputation the guest has none of that right i had no i um i had no idea i this movie was super fucking fun to watch well, early going, I'm um, like, there's a lot of stuff that's until you get to the end and you kind of understand what's going on. A lot of this seems sillier and mm-hmm. worse than it is. But by the end, I feel like this hits a four. I I don't know, because uh, this movie's not to be taken seriously. It's ridiculous on many levels, but that's what and, makes and the, the movie. Stuff we, we're, we're- yeah, we're talking about like it does. This doesn't look like uh, Grand Torino Win Win Adventures of the Baron. It doesn't have that like cinematic feel, right? But that's not a drawback for this film because this vil- film is very pulpy, mm-hmm. and it kind of adds to you know like uh, the, the, those Roadhouse, the, those Grindhouse movies. Didn't it feels like that? It feels closer to that aesthetic, but yeah. done uh, like that was something all done in post-production and to make it look that like you know that that style this is just like because that's what this fucking thing is this is you know a grindhouse type of affair and you know matt dan stevens is really good dan stevens is great in this movie this is the kind of movie where if you if this doesn't hit you right you're gonna hate it like yeah you're you're gonna think this is just a piece of trash um yeah but it happened that we were unprepared enough for it and fans enough of the genre that uh-huh. when we saw what it was doing, we we're like, okay, yeah, very, we're in like, you gotta be a fan of like universal soldier and it follows and mm. like a, a couple of other, you know, sh- s- more schlocky movies in the horror genre, yeah. like Texas chainsaw massacre. You gotta be a fan of like all that ridiculous stuff. Yeah. And I, I also, um, I, I being as, as far as being in the, the the right frame of mind, I think most people. I don't want you to put that off because I think most people will will like this movie. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can like appreciate it and go into it. I went into expecting. I thought this was going to be like a low budget but realistic thriller on the long on the lines of like a Jason Bourne. <laughs> God, see, I went in thinking it was like a ghost story. The haunting kind of thing. So, so we were like uh, <laughs> the half right, quarter right. Uh-huh. So, so, like I, 
this movie, like I said, I, I almost feel like maybe we've ruined it by telling you what to expect. But I think if, yeah, if you go in thinking of uh, Jennifer's body, except for less supernatural and more kind of like you said, Jason Bourne, Universal Soldier and its aesthetic. Yeah. But that kind of tongue firmly in cheek, mm-hmm. not to be taken too seriously. I think it's probably on balance of four. All right. I'll go with that. Because yeah, has, I, I has like anyone it. like as as have we had lower than a four? I'm a little bothered by maybe these movies were I mean, all they straight just bangers. Really know. good movies. I yeah yeah. Boy, anybody if we ever give someone a three, they're gonna just fucking burst into tears. <laughs> Jesus, right? Uh, four. It's the most meaningless uh, variable apparently. The film, the media quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, for interest. I don't know, man. What the hell? There isn't it's much not, that's not interesting. interesting here. Um, uh, Dan Dan uh, Stevens pulling this shit off. Yeah, but the physicality of a badass. I've seen him be a badass in like uh, you know, in terms of mental mumbo jumbo in uh, in Legion, mm-hmm. and of course he was like some sort of commander in a World War One battlefield, but. Uh, I think I didn't really see him do anything heroic. Uh, but he's like, yeah, he's he's definitely playing like another another uh, another role like this, and we'd have to put him on the badass spreadsheet, <laughs> point blank period. Yeah, but how so, interesting is that? Not too. Yeah, fun. I this was a lot of fun because there's a lot of stuff uh-huh. you can openly mock and question. Uh, the guy. Uh, this is the one that's got the. The guy trying to get through the haunted house at the end, right? That's where uh-huh. this, the the last and God, there's some really funny dialogue with that. Um, yeah, it's the younger brother, right? He's like, I just remember him asking directions about the haunted house, and the guy's like, "Well, you take it." And he just gives this completely long, and the guy he, he does that like where his heart just sinks, like, "Oh Jesus, this is." <laughs> It's like when a local gives you directions that last longer than 15 seconds. At some point, you just like, well, shit, I'm not writing this down. Mm-hmm. And this is nonsense yokel shit. So I'm just going to smile politely and say thank you and drive off and try to find a map. Uh, well, I don't know. What do you think? I just remember this being a fun free wheeling podcast. Uh, it was. But yeah, I don't remember any of the goofs. I don't remember like if they were super solid ones, but. Hmm. I don't know. Probably three and a half. That's surprise factor, though. Surprise, That's surprise factor, though. Yeah, like I said, I was expecting a ghost story, like the others or some shit. But it surprised me in both, you know, what this movie was about, and also how uh, how it weaved. It it's totally seemingly incompatible narratives together like with the military stuff that's happening and the slasher stuff that's happening and it's parental like the drug stuff with the daughter and just can't understand kind of thing going on yeah it's wild man and i really enjoyed it so it's pretty high on surprise factor getting bullied uh mm-hmm. lot of stuff i, I oh, i'm right. thinking it's a five because like Those i said i scenes. I I think this is a five because I went in expecting one thing was kind of like, well, this isn't what. But by the end, I'm like, oh, God, I'm so glad it was this thing, because yeah. I mean, a low budget, a low budget uh, 
uh, Jason Bourne is not going to be interesting for anybody, but for the diest of hardest Dan Stevens fans. But this, right. this I can recommend to people. So yeah, I'm good at five. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. It's definitely where the film hangs its hat. Uh, True Romance. Uh, Quentin Tarantino wrote a damn thing, and Tony Scott directed a damn thing. And it's weird. It's, What's um, with Dennis Hopper in this movie, man? <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> It's got some cool moments. Uh, Quentin Tarantino some good stuff. loves the N word, man. He, he loves, loves the the form, the shape, the sound. It's got Christopher Walken. Power. It's got Balky. Um, cousin Balky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Patricia Arquette looking real fine. Yeah, I remember liking this movie, though not like over the moon about it. But is super interesting to me to see how much of a, the Quentin Tarantino came through the writing, and it feels mm. much more like a Quentin Tarantino flick than it does a Tony Scott film. Totally. And it also is interesting to see this as a laboratory film, like uh, you know the the hallmarks of Quentin Tarantino, like uh, the out outrageous violence against women, but in a way that's like. Yeah, you probably gave it a pass on bal- on balance, you know. Right. Um, there, the, there's a lot of like really interesting things that will he will develop in Hateful Eight and Once Upon a Time in Mexico, or or push those boundaries further. Um, yeah, I feel like it, a four is probably where this but, belongs. But, but yeah, it's not Pulp Fiction. It's not no. Jackie Brown. It's not any of those things. So I, I, I'm good with. God damn, another fucking four for real. <laughs> well, there's no, there was no, there was no bad films. On that's the, the thing. List. These are commissions, right? If if we think, oh, this is going to be a yeah. shit film, we tell people and they pick something else. Which that's true. I think we have started to self because like I that we didn't used to do that, and uh, a couple couple times, uh, you know, we we made stuff that, that we didn't. And there's also people that like uh, like next year, um, we're going to have to put a quality on Killjoy, uh, Killjoy. <laughs> And let me tell you, it's not going to shine in that category, but it's going to get mm-hmm. a five on fun mm-hmm. <laughs> and probably surprise. So, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like I told him, I was like, man, are you sure? I looked at this thing and it looks like a piece of shit. Oh, no, they, they didn't even respond. So, yeah, right. there's. Right. That's because the they knew the confidence right. you want out of a commissioner. <laughs> uh, it's cool. Guys don't look at explosions. It's the same kind of. <laughs> He flipped us the keys and turned his back. Yeah, he poured out the can of gas. He flipped the match behind (laughs) his shoulder and come what he's not. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, True romance. Interest. I thought it was pretty interesting. Like you said, with the Tarantino. It is is an interesting piece of the Tarantino collection that I never. I don't even think I was aware of the fact that Quentin Tarantino had. I know he's written a couple of. things that other people directed but i didn't i certainly didn't know tony scott had directed one this is kind of like a little but like a blind spot of my my film watching career mm-hmm. and i'm glad i got i'm glad i filled it so and the stuff i found out about it um it's tons of interesting stuff uh I'll say, i'm gonna I've, give it a four i've been watching a lot of things that have balky in them lately i can't remember what the other one was but recently uh yes what was it it was wall street no it was risky it, business it, yes risky business uh yeah I, I, I was surprised to see the run that he had in the 80s 
and early nineties and Bronson pinch 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 shots pincho something I don't know how you say it but yeah probably pincho um yeah he was a kind of a phenom there for a bit what happened he did was that before or after the perfect stranger stuff you know that's why I'm because like I, it used to did be it's not him? this way anymore if anything it's different but it used to be that if you were kind of a one track man yeah like if you got onto the TV track so I wonder if these were films where he was kind of like trying to land a deal in perfect strand and how the hell do you not see him as Balky like right right but retroactively it's become a more interesting thing to me having watched true romance seeing mm-hmm. him in that. Uh, now that I've seen some of his other work and gone, you know what? True Romance was actually like a pretty good performance by him. And he's actually not a bad actor. He's not just Balky. And I don't know. That was the beginning of it. So, yeah, I was interested. Don't be ridiculous, Jim. <laughs> Cousin Balky's always been solid gold. Apparently. Uh, I, it's a fun podcast. It was pretty fun. Yeah. I remember having fun with Dennis Hopper, Christopher Walken. His stuff was. Oh, uh, Jesus. Christopher Walken as the Italian. Fun to talk about. Yep. <laughs> uh, gentleman getting schooled by the very real history of what the Italians. That was, a, that was, a, the, there's, there's multi level slurs. Like this, yeah. My God. That scene. <sighs> this was fun. So four. I mean, three. <laughs> three and a oh. half. I. I don't you know what I remember about this I remember being a little intimidated and not super eager to talk about it and I think because of that it was not as much fun as it could have been for me right because some of these scenes that were pretty uncomfortable some of the scenes and I there's a lot it's just like the baggage that comes with oh this is Tarantino right like we've got a you've you've got another level of stuff there that you have to talk about Some expectations yeah yeah, and so I remember it not being as fun as it could have been, simply because of that. And so. then surprise factor, um, man, how surprising can you be that a Quentin Tarantino film that was directed by one of the Scots turned out pretty good? Yeah. Um, when in fact I think I told him it's like, hey, I don't, I don't have any knowledge about this movie. It seems to be well regarded, and hey, you know, it's 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 directed by Tony Scott and written by. I can't imagine Jim and I won't make an interesting podcast out of this. I'd say then is that is that's not exactly a one hmm. because but it's a like a three at best because I expected it to be good. Yeah, at best. I mean, what well, two and a half, two point five. Yeah, right, that feels that feels that feels right. And then oh my god, Jurassic Park five. This is media this quality. In turn, yeah, on, on the scale of dinosaur <laughs> films, this is a five. I mean, on this the scale of effects five. films, action films. I mean, it's it's just such a solidly. I I didn't realize because it's been a long time since I've actually like sat down and watched Jurassic Park like several years. I didn't realize how good this fucking script is from the jump. Dude. Like that first scene, it just says so much about every character in so little time. It was interesting to see, go back and take a look at, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg in his prime, like commercial movie mode, uh, uh-huh. because that's the thing I kept on in the last year or two. We've seen like catch me if you can jaws, 
uh, Jurassic Park, and he's the master at that. Dude. Every piece of information in the first 15 to 20 minutes of a Steven Spielberg film is telling you three to five things. Right. About the characters, their relationship, the premise, the plot. You compare this to Inception, like a Christopher Nolan film, which I like Christopher Nolan shit, mm-hmm. but Christopher Nolan's the opposite, where it's like, oh, yeah. you're just watching this kind of interesting character story with some badass action, and then you get to, like, one of the act breaks, and an exposition. Like, we're going <laughs> to uh-huh. just sit down and have to tell you a bunch of shit. This does, oh, rarely happens in Spielberg film, it, and it just makes them effortless to watch. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and rewatch is more rewarding, too, because you can see the construction of it. Um, oh yeah yeah quality it's five yeah um interest interest try to think if there was talked a little I know bit about we had effects. a lot to say about you know there uh, to me there is some interesting kind of um you know how how we feel about eccentric billionaires uh you know, Hammond as a flim flam man and his kind of like uh, the, the, the the nonsensical kind of like, you know, what? Yeah, what are you going to have? You're going to have uh, Jurassic Park for poor people. How are you going to get into Costa Rica? Like what? going to have a coupon day. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, and there was some interesting, like, I think science, like cloning things we talked about and chaos theory, although we didn't even delve into like yeah. that stuff was so much more mind blowing back in the day. Right. Um, before I'd seen Butterfly Effect, <laughs> right, 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 which right. really goes into that stuff. I don't know, man. I thought, uh, it's but the like the thing. I'm I'm going to give this like uh probably close to a five for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the I don't Nedry know that it's a five alone. in interest. I don't think it is. Um. That'd be like 3.5 on interest. What do you think? It's pretty for fun. I think, oh, for interest, 3.5 seems good. Maybe I could argue for four, but um, I don't know if this is fun. I don't don't know if this is a five. Like I said, five on fun is pretty uh, hollowed ground for me. Is there anything here that's hit a five? No. On fun? I don't think so. Oh wait, Predator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's see. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I there's a couple films that year where I'm like, oh my god, we and it's it's not it's yeah it's not just it's like I while I'm watching the movie and taking my notes, I'm like, oh my god, we are going to hit such a home run out of this thing. I just know it. I just feel it. Mm-hmm. Uh. And this, I, as soon as I saw Jurassic, I, I remember, I remember the day when we put it on the board. We're like, you know, because it's a weekly process. Go through the box, see who's done, and we're like, holy shit, Jurassic Park! My God, my God, that one's going to be incredible. Yeah. Uh, we were thinking like, hey, is it is it ethical for us to hold it over until like the new one that comes out that we could do? Nah, I probably need to do like because it's like it's going to be good, man. It's going to be good. Um, I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's just below that uh like a 4.5 okay and then surprise (laughs) it's a it's a one it's got to be a one i've seen this movie so many times i can quote good chunks of this movie like but for the first time i thought the savannah scene lost a bit of luster sure 
I, I thought the, 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 the movie, one of the things this movie hangs its hat on, that hook is a little wobbly in the, in the, the, uh, the, the, the wall. So you're arguing for an extra half point, like 1.5 or? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. 1.5 because I thought the, the dinosaurs textures look pretty bad and they don't, they're <laughs> right. look at, watch their feet, man. Yeah. Watch the dinosaurs feet. Uh, when Walking they get out of sunshine. nighttime and squishy mud, when they're on like a solid surface, they are not making solid contact with the ground. When they're on metallic surfaces and tile floors, it's kind of a shit show. Hmm. But it was also what 1992, 93. Yeah, the the effects like, were year before. It was amazing that the Terminator walked around with no textures on. Like, <laughs> yep. So, all right. Uh, now we have to. Oh God! Now we have to uh, oh, total these. Okay. Do all this. Why don't we do this in the spreadsheet? Uh, that would be a good idea. I will. Will you shout out the names or the names? We shout out the numbers on this, and I will. Uh, oh. Oh. I'll just total them. You That's know a what? 15. We should. Oh really? You can just do this in your head. Okay. Yeah. Basic math. Jim can do it. <laughs> I'm good at addition. Fifteen. Uh, Sixteen. World of tomorrow. Oh, well, now you threw in point fives. Now you're really fucking with me here. Yeah, All right. that's uh, that. That's a 11. Ooh, really? Really? That's an 11? Because no surprise. I don't know, man. You're the one looking like a 13. real asshole at the wrong. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, don't tr- I don't trust myself. Uh, uh, oh, shit. 14. 14. Predator. Oh, 13 and a half? This fucking surprise. These guys, right? Fifteen, giant killer. Fifteen, almost famous. Fifteen, almost famous. Being Uh, predator by one point five points. Space Odyssey. What the (laughs) shit? If you were just more fun, Space Odyssey. Yeah. Um. Fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. Invincible. Seventeen. Get the fuck out of here. 17. Holy Southpaw. shit. Um, 13 and a half. 13.5. The guest. 14 and a half. True romance. Uh, 14. And then Jurassic Park. Oh, God. There's a, my eyes are blurring with these dashes and dots. It's like I'm seeing Morse code. Uh, 14 and a half, I think. If all my dots and dashes are in the right place. All right. I'm going to put these in just strictly numerical. Let's see this. I just should have done this on the spreadsheet. It's still not too late. Yeah. It's still not too late. Still not too late, Aaron. It's getting there, but it's not too late. I mean, we adjust any of these things. Oh, my God. Right. Um. Okay. Get these guys up. Make them rise up. I don't like Predator being six already. Not a fan <laughs> it's of that. A surprise, man! It kills it and interest. I know, I know, I know. It's either going to be interesting or fun. But that's why these are just where we start. We are we reserve the right to mm-hmm. do whatever the fuck we want. This just gets the conversation going. Totally. Because uh, this used to be a real. This all started as this is a ball buster category. What does it even mean? Uh, okay. And y'all have a say in this too, so we can't be come hundred percent complaint or blamed. Complained. Complained. This is just our. This is our opinion, man. 
Okay. Grand Trino, congratulations. You really no. <laughs> you really sucked it up this year. Hmm. So that's what I was also where these are was these people paid us a bunch of money for these movies. Uh the Yeah, we're not podcast. saying Grand like Torino sucked. I mean, look at the numbers, right? right. No, no, it's you did a four. You did, uh, it was interesting. It wasn't a ton of fun, but so like the the grades you got in kindergarten needs improvement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need Grand Torino too. All right, let's see. Number one, Invincible. I don't like that, Jim. Wow, I don't like it. I don't like it. Doesn't feel right. Did we weight uh, the surprise too much on that? I think we always do. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm not standing for this. I'm not standing for this. Okay. Um, I okay. Uh, do we think Invincible? Did, did did you like the Invincible podcast more than you like Jurassic Park? I say no. I mean, no. I wanted to talk about Jurassic Park, but it can only go so high because of the surprise. Nope. Nope. We can make it go as high as we want. <laughs> you're missing. You keep on. You're not hearing me. So you're saying we this can... shouldn't be a five in media quality. It should be an eight. No, I'm saying that like this just gets us started. This is our favorite commission podcast of the year, and if our fucking myth system muffed us up, then we <laughs> we uh, take manual control. The computer suggested in a simulation, and we're like, okay, well, you know, it's a good yeah, starting place. Like fly Thank the you. navigator. We're gonna wrench the controls from Pee Wee Herman's hands because clearly are. you can't be trusted. We are. Uh, I so I'm up at Jurassic Park provision. Uh, Jurassic Park number one, take it to the top. Uh, Predator, I'm taking it to the top. Damn. Would you like to, would you like to nominate any others? Lost in Translation, maybe to the top. Uh, Space no, Odyssey, Space I enjoyed Odyssey the hell out of that man. Yeah, take that one to the top. I feel like the Odyssey needs to be near the top. Uh, uh, Why did we bother with all the myths shit? If we're just gonna say we like this one, no, to the no, because it's it's mostly right. It's mostly right. <laughs> it's it's just a surprise. The surprise is fucking some of the old greats, and I don't like that. I don't like that's not fair. I mean, two thousand one gets fucked on fun too, because it's not a fun podcast. That's what I'm saying. It is exceedingly that, that interesting. Got to got to culture these children, Jim. We can't we can't yeah. let them just eat cotton candy all day. <laughs> I feel like we're um, waiting. I think interest. To I think die, I think maybe. we're good. I think we're getting we're getting we're we're we we could cap surprise at like a three. I think that would be an interesting thing to do because yeah. it's such a binary thing, and I think we need to wait. That's what we need to do. We need to uh, wait fun a little bit more and wait surprise a little bit less. And I think this would be closer to our actual feelings. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm going to make a probably note of right. That. Uh, yeah, surprise max three or next something. Next year, we need to find a way to increase weight of fun and decrease weight of surprise. Everything else, I think, feels all right. Um, I, I, do you have any others? Do you want to, like, I think Tombstone should rise a little. Well, maybe not. Yeah, I remember that World of maybe Tomorrow not. podcast being enjoyable for me. Um, not not in like the fun way, but in stimulating, uh, mentally stimulating podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty damn good list, man. Um, 
I would put fly. To, I would mm, lost. What about lost in translation? Uh, maybe that's about right. I don't know that I yeah. enjoyed the overall experience of that more than True Romance or The Guest. Uh, where's the cutoff on this? Are we talking about five? Like top five is what's going to be probably top nominees. five is what's we're gonna where we're gonna be official nominees. We'll probably read out the top ten for just interest. Hmm. It's a pretty good top five. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And it, you know, it's tough because a lot of these are movies that I really enjoyed watching and talking about. But um, let me let all me make of them suggestion. Hmm. I am taking Predator, highlighting it, and putting over two thousand one. How's that feel? What? What? <laughs> I think it feels. I- I don't know. To me, two masculine oiled arms (laughs) clapping clapping in unity and and solidarity. Mm -hmm. Feels Uh, strong. Feels girthy. Feels veiny. Venous. Here's my dirty little secret I have more of a personal affinity for Jurassic Park than I do Predator. Fuck! I did not see that coming. I know. I just love that movie so much. I saw it at the right age. It's about dinosaurs. Like it's a great movie. It is. I'm just saying, gun to my head. You asked me if I want to rewatch one right now, and I had the choice of of Predator, 2001, (sighs) Jurassic Park. I would watch Predator first. I think the cast of Jurassic Park is better. Well, that's an interesting controversial statement. For, I mean, for you have a purpose. You have you have so much concentration of badassery of in thing, two yeah. individuals and then the yeah. rest of them I could take or leave. In Jurassic Park, you've got a, just an ensemble that works yeah. so well together. Um, yeah, and Jurassic and Park all the is side a, characters is, are amazing. Hold on to your butts, Sam Jackson. Dennis Nedry is incredible. Like Hammond is amazing. Uh, the, the, the one exception is like Park. the lawyer and the kids, right? The kids can be. Oh, the lawyer's great. Much. Gennaro's great. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the 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 Jurassic Park is a, is a multivitamin for sure. Yeah. It's well balanced. Yeah. Most doctors say it's a, it's but the the, the cast <laughs> predator is, is just a full of HGH. Yeah. It's just yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, and it's all like. They had an HGH budget and they gave it all to Schwarzenegger and mm-hmm. Weathers and mm-hmm. the rest of them just decided, ah, come along for the ride. Okay, so you're saying Jurassic Park at least going to two. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Have to do another people, point of doom. I know people aren't going to like that, huh? Like 2001. No, I don't think our fan base is that got the vapors for a cinema um because again they're probably I'm not rooting, saying, rooting for jurassic park predator 2 if I, had honestly. To, if I had to rank the absolute quality of these films sure 2001 is above everything on this list clearly comfortably but if i'm talking about my favorite podcast of the year mm-hmm. it is like I, okay, here's the thing. Like you might like Jurassic Park. Do you really like the podcast we did better than? It's a good podcast though. I, I thought it was a good podcast, and I was so excited. I did I did more 
reading and thinking about Jurassic Park in terms of filmmaking than I do mm. on most uh, other podcasts, just because like a you got that passion. Yeah. Yeah. A, I've got the passion for it. B, I already am so familiar with the movie that there was nothing like, oh, I need to see how this hangs together. No, it all just it works. And and so, yeah, I found myself like really excited for that podcast and really enjoying the experience of recording it. Then again, you know, it's not like a Willy Wonka where we just hit on something so intrinsically funny that the podcast itself becomes even more exciting than the movie that we watched. Yeah. Um, What do you think? Because like I said, I have a clear preference for Predator over Jurassic Park, but they're both great. And if you have a clear preference other than I'd say we coin a doom it. All right, let's coin a doom it. Coin it. Do- All right. Yeah. Uh, as always, we're using the CR twenty thirty two to like get the other <laughs> thing out of storage. Jesus Christ. Uh, head We've, is the plus. We're side. filming these over the course of like multiple weeks, which means at any time, Aaron could have grabbed the coin to do. Yeah, you know, I could have. I could have. <laughs> I could have. And tails are this thing. Uh, you got a lot of ball move boxes too, buddy. I don't, oh, that's I don't true. Know. Well, mine just don't happen to hold the coin of doom. You don't think so? You don't think no, so? No, I think it's been at your place for a while. God, I have gone through almost every. Like anyway, um, Predator will be heads since it's first on the list right now. Uh, Which JP is will be the plus? Yeah, yeah. Or is that- JP will be minus, okay. and we're 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 good on this top five though, right? Yeah, yeah, I like top five. Okay, here we go. Flipping, I'm dipping. It's fucking tails. I'm telling you, it's improperly weighted. It's tails. Well, we did get a head. We did get the the first one was head. So did we? All right. Yeah, we got two two tails, one head. Two two early to say. God well, damn you know it! What that means controversial. You know, <laughs> controversial. <laughs> really? Flipping. I want to have the Warren battery. Beatty come up and and uh, present the award, and he's going to read Predator. And it's mm-hmm. going to be a scandal. The, the, the people's champ. Yeah, Kanye's going to uh, come out and say, you know. I'm going to let you finish in a minute. Much finish, but Predator uh, totally deserved it. Well, there you go. That's the commission podcast. My lord, that was a long deliberation. Yeah. Whew. Sweat on that one. Uh, see you on the next one, everybody. <laughs>